0: Welcome to No Gods, No Master Volumes. I'm Simon, I'm a record producer, musician, and I make pedal demos as Tunnel of Reverb.
1: And I'm Guion, I build pedals as Holy Island Audio, a one-man effects pedal operation from Cardiff in Wales.
0: This episode, we're joined by Ryan of Fuzzrocious Effects. Fuzzrocious is a staple of the pedal community, building weird and wonderful devices for over a decade. Fuzzrocious pedals are a common sight on pedalboards around the world whether it's a Moth Demon King or one of their many collaborative releases with bands like Caven if you haven't seen them you've definitely heard one live or on a record. we talked to Ryan about DIY heritage, how the industry has developed over the years, and the exciting projects that develop through collaboration How did Fuzz Rocha start out like where did you where was like when did you know you wanted to make pedals
2: uh, as soon as I built my first pedal so uh, the this is like the the quick version is was playing in a band with a couple of friends and they had these huge pedal boards full of mm-hmm. like a bunch of like Devi Ever stuff in line 6 and then like unpainted pedals just kits. And uh at the time I was just using like I had a delay pedal and a sans amp because I didn't understand at that point that bass players could play effects. I didn't I didn't understand. And this is like you know listening for all those years of listening like Failure and other stuff and like being like Oh, that bass just sounds different. I'm like, oh, they must have just like turned up the amp. I had no idea. So they were like, oh, you should build. A, you should build a kit. I'm like, oh, my dad knows how to solder. So I had him come over. I was like, dad, you, you know, here's a kit. Can you show me how? Teach me how to solder. So we literally did that with my dad, and myself in the kitchen, like having a beer, and I was rocking my son, who was like two months old or something at that point. Like he was in his little rocker we're just you know he's just going on the side like well ventilated area <laughs> uh, but uh at, that's how it's safety yeah it uh the pedal it worked and I was like oh my god like this it was a general guitar gadgets uh tuned big muff kit mm. and I'm like wow like this is just amazing and my wife was uh she was a uh, she was in she had just finished like fine arts uh fine arts education uh at Uh, university of the arts in philadelphia so she paints and it was just like well can you paint this like at the time it was only zvex zvex was the only brand doing anything hand painted and uh and i'm like can you paint this for me and i showed it to a bunch of old friends he used to tour with and they were like "Uh, make me a pedal and Shannon just started painting pedals for people and doing it that way and it just it just grew organically so really it's like the, the first pedal i made from the kit was was the way in and then mm-hmm. it was like Look, we'll just we'll just build kits and then it was like well I don't just want to build kits like that's that's just like it's corny like you're just a build service I'm like okay well let's put this stuff on Vero board let's uh or strip board or whatever you want to call it like so it just kind of just keeps stepping up organically as we went to the point where like I was teaching full time and running fuzzrocious full time Now I just do fuzzrocious full time that's the abridged 15 year old version
1: so, so that would have been 15 years ago would it yeah because fuzzrocious is kind of like a staple name i would say now like the amount mm-hmm. of times you you see a fuzzrocious pedal on a pedal board like it's it, you've really uh sort of managed to, to to pave that out for yourself like that is yeah it's it's a super common thing to see especially uh with like the sort of bands that me and simon will have played with like the heavier like punk punk bands and stuff, it seems to have found that sort of the pocket, which I'm assuming you were aiming yeah. for. Or
2: yeah, I mean, I've always played in in heavyish bands uh, or like heavy bands, but heavyish bands. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the it's the old adage of like a band won't doesn't really want to put out a song that they wouldn't want to listen to. So it's mm-hmm. the same idea with your pedals. Is like everything that I'm making everything that's in the line is like something that I would use to play heavy music. Not to say that like, you can't, you know, turn the game down or turn the sustain down and it cleans up and does all that stuff. And like, again, like, I, I as much as I'm into heavy music, I'm also into like ska. So it's like, hey. <laughs> Oh, like, how could I use this for ska? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've definitely found a niche in people who want to play big, loud, heavy, distorted, uh, It always makes me laugh when when I get like an email or like a you know like a private message and it's like this pedal's really loud and I'm like, end. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
2: or like oh you know it's I'm at Unity Gain and it's it's like at like eight o'clock I'm like, welcome. Yeah, that's (laughs) truly that's what everyone wants. Yeah, I mean this podcast is all about volume. why why would you why would you want to have a pedal that like when you've turned it all the way to max it's lower than when the pedal's off. that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Yeah, it doesn't compute, yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, and go, going into like the name of, of the podcast too, it's like what am I happiest with? A guitar that has no master volume. Like Just, just give me a guitar that has nothing on it. Like It's just yeah. the strings and pickups. Because I'm never going to turn that thing down lower than what it is. No, so like, no. Okay, Just put everything loud. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's, the purest way. I feel yeah. that way about tone pots as well on guitars. Like I've just started, yank like, them off. Yeah, I've started uh, putting like parts, parts casters together and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I I don't use it. And people are like, what about EBO? What about I'm like, huh. no, nah, I, I still don't <laughs> like, still don't use it.
2: I hardly nice. switch the sele- the pictures, the pi- the pickup selector. Like yeah, I, I usually just leave it in one thing where like I just set in the middle. I'm like, cool, it's just a full sound. Let's go.
0: Like, yeah, find what you like. Hard, hard soldering. Mm.
2: Yeah, I always just snip the pot off. I think
1: that's my my go to now. <laughs> I don't want to knock it. I will end up like
0: recording tracks, and I've knocked the tone knob back. It's uh, mm. keep it simple. I always tape them for like recording. I'll just like find where we want it. Duct tape.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: So, what was the first like original original Fuzzrosia's design?
2: in the line man so like yeah once you take out like the improved big muff the improved rat like all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff um Mm -hmm. man like i'm looking at the at the pedals right now to see what it would what the first one was
0: sorry i'm making you look back over 15
2: years in a Yeah. (laughs) yeah it might it might be moth um so that's like yeah would it be moth oh yeah yeah, I guess, I guess it was probably moth when it would have been the first one. So that's taking uh screwing around like it it's just a simple like use of the, the TL072 op amp. Uh so it's, it's very common. Uh just blowing that out like really hard. Uh then it goes into uh a CD four oh one oh six uh hex inverter. It's an oscillator. Uh so it blends into that, and then everything goes to uh, to like a power amp to just output huge volume. So you're just mm. slamming, slamming tons of volume into a a power amp, um, and no one really did stuff with like really mixing and oscillation with that. Like besides like Warcraft would have been your only other brand really yeah. at that time who was doing anything in in merging distortion, guitar distortion, and synthesis. So I think that that would be the first one, and it's like. The way around that was like, all right, how does an op amp work? All right, so you set it all up on a breadboard and you're like, all right, now how do I screw this up and like <laughs> take it from here? And it's I think that was one of the ones where, if I'm remembering correctly, that would have been like one of the first ones where I'm like sitting at the breadboard for real from, from nothing and then just yeah. building out from there. Uh, that's that gave me a lot of confidence to just like put stuff on a breadboard and like the worst thing that happens is you blow up an op-amp.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
2: you know, and that's the that's rarity. Like, you're, you're really, you can see where everything's going in with your positive and negative, or, uh, or Earth, as you guys. <laughs> yeah. Ah. I mean, it, that, blowing
1: up op-amps is kind of exciting in itself. I remember the first time I saw sure. a transistor blow up, and I was like, wow, this yes. feels like, like I'm a mad scientist or something, where I'm actually just not, <laughs> not very intelligent. But, um. Yeah, there, there's something I I don't know, brings the danger back into the process.
2: Yeah. Uh dude, when I was uh one one of the first like bigger people that that I got to work with was, was Liam Wilson from Dillinger Escape Plan, who's playing in oh, In right. Flames now. Um mm. so he he lives over in Philadelphia, which is for me like a 25, 30 minute ride. And uh, you know, we got connected through pedals then we realized like how many people we know and then just became a friendship so it's it's blossomed from there but he had taken mm. this and what was it maybe it was like a no it was like a, it was like an envelope filter with something it was like our pterodactyl which would have been kind of closer to like one of the first original ones but it was like something mm. like fuzz and distortion like into an envelope filter but he he'd had it in like a wah enclosure and he was like man like we had this like sketchy power power thing happen uh he's like you know the pedal went dead so i took it off right away we opened it up. It was my first time seeing a a capacitor that had like blown up from our own oh, stuff. Yeah. Just like looking at this like cobweb of rat of like looked like uh, like like a moth cocoon yeah, was yeah, inside yeah. there. So that was like yeah, like the, when you see that stuff, you're just like wow, like <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what, so cool. I
1: was going to say, what's the film that's just come out, uh, Simon? would know it's Oppenheimer. Is it Oppenheimer?
2: Yeah, the exactly yeah. the
1: same feeling, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you guys see the meme that just went around of the guy farting uh, during during that silent Oppenheimer piece? Yeah, where the I saw explodes. that. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> just like replay, 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 yeah. replay. That sounds amazing.
0: I I really like the moth because uh, I was just think when you were explaining it, I was remember I think the first time I used one was working on a record with a band called Mush and Rick, who also plays in Pet Sim and Dowsing, had it on his board, and I hadn't, I'd never used one. And I remember just kind of having a moment where I was just getting lost in it. Like, just sit... You know, I quite often find myself sitting on the floor while they're playing and fucking around with stuff. Yeah, it's just a crazy pedal. Like, I didn't realize it was one of the right. earlier ones.
2: Yeah, and uh, it's it's one of those pedals that, like... You know, we may not move a lot of those, like... We're, we're probably at, like, around 300 total that we've made in, in all mm. the years of making that stuff. So mm. not, like, a huge seller, but... Like when we get to like some pedal event or something and people are there, you watch these people go, Oh, when they turn yeah. the hex <laughs> up and like, and they yeah. realize as you can like turn it on and off and like just stagger in stuff or like hit that pitch yeah. feedback and be like, Oh, look, I can use it. Like, it's like a panic without chords. Like it's like a panic chord, mm. single note, like, ah, like feedback thing. And then all of a sudden people are like, I have to have that yeah like so yeah it's like you and it's one of those pedals like so when you put your hands on it and you manipulate it you're like oh i can do this yeah yeah
0: it's like that instant very satisfying sonic feedback you get from it to what you're doing it's very cool
2: yeah there's there's uh and i forget it's my my buddy eric lucero he had a he had a like a uh sort of daughter Z noise rock post rock screamy like band or whatever mm-hmm. and it was their their guitar bass player i think was like working working feedback in from his like you know from his hands and everything and then was also like blending in the moth feedback too and he was like and i was like i never realized you could do that with mm. with pedal. That. <laughs> that's that's always the rad thing is like when you when somebody does something with the pedal you Had no idea could come out of that or would happen with it and you're like it makes you it's humbling because you think you know everything about the pedal when you put it out and you definitely don't
0: yeah i guess that's the thing like you've like been so involved with it in the design and building them and testing them but then you find someone who's doesn't either doesn't know what they're doing or is just thinking about it a completely different way and it must it must be really sick like for you i think we've talked about it on here before but like seeing your pedals being used for music in the wild must be the best thing.
2: When somebody, I think one of the, the raddest ones was uh, the guys in Oh Brother were making yeah. the the, EP, the the little five song EP which was like the remixes and they sent me a track, they were like we use the demon with the gate on the on the bass synth of like the drums or whatever, like of uh, I think it was like Poison or something and it's just mm-hmm. like Rargh! <laughs> wow. You're like, I didn't realize how great this would be with with, yeah. key, with keys and synth, and it's yeah, it's when you get to hear what somebody's making with your pedal and like you can really pick it out. It's that's that's pure joy, pure joy. Yeah,
0: especially on a record like that. And I'm glad that that's cool because I find myself all the time messaging people, being like, Oh yeah, I used X pedal on this. Like, just wanted to let you know. And people are always really nice, but I'm always like. Am I just like spamming these people by being like, "Oh, I used it on this record. I used it on this record." Like, no,
1: you're making people stay.
2: You absolutely are. I, I, unless, unless they're a dick, like you know, I mean? yeah, like, no people skills. Just it's <laughs> like ah, uh, move on. Like it's one of those like never, <laughs> never, never meet your heroes kind of thing or whatever. I'm like, Oh <laughs> god, they are a dick. Um, uh, yeah, but no, it, if when people send me that stuff and I can definitely hear it, I it's that's what you want. That's what you want, especially <laughs> like. You know, because the business side of it, like you want people to come back to you. So, like mm. every every time that that somebody want like they want to interact with you, it's, it's wonderful. You're you're building a relationship, and and I I hope that I convey that to like when people send me that stuff, they're like, I like what you did. Like, mm. yeah,
0: oh well, for sure
1: well when we were sort of uh, just browsing through the back catalog just preparing before we came on today uh, we sort of realized that there's quite a lot of like collaborative stuff going on in the releases that you do is that something that you're actively sort of seek it sounds like you sort of enjoy that that aspect of it the interaction with other people using your instruments is that um is that sort of an intentional thing to to prioritize that sort of development
2: Yes. Um, so, you know, I, coming from a background of playing in bands, like playing in punk and hardcore bands and all that mm-hmm. stuff, when you, most of us, you know, back in the day, um, we were running shows out of like VFW halls or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like everything was just thrown together, but it was built by community. And, you know, you would go and you would tour and you would, and you would visit other people's places or whatever. And you, you grow these relationships of like being stoked on seeing these bands play and working with them, and like maybe you get to do a split with them or just being able to play those shows with them. Now, when I do this, so I'm not touring and playing and doing any of that stuff anymore, I get to do all of that same stuff, except to be on the stage, like by doing the collaboration. So, like, so when yeah. bands come through, it's like you get to hang out and you get to catch up and go grab dinner and, and you know, do the friend thing. And that's awesome. And then you get to like be a part of their music and their expression and their art. By making something with them together, it's so it's equally a way for us to collaborate and work together. You you get to work with some of your favorite artists, but also on the punk side of things, like you get to help them find an audience that they maybe not have not been exposed to. On -hmm. the business side of it, you get to have help them generate income. Make their fans super happy to have something that they made, that they helped make, and okay. the band, the band, like, will never see that kind of return on an album. Will never no. see that t- that kind of return on a T-shirt. Like, you're doing everything for for pennies and dollars. Mm-hmm. And if you can make a guitar pedal and make, you know, 30, 30 bucks a pedal is yeah. excellent. You know, forty bucks a pedal, twenty bucks a pedal. Or whatever Mm -hmm. your profit is, yeah, it's more than you're making on an album being sold. That's more than you're making on a T-shirt. And if you can just do this little thing to help them put gas in the van, pay management, pay for food on their table, like what whatever it may be, you're able to help a band do something with your art, and it's so it just it checks all of these boxes from like punk DIY collaboration. Um, working with your heroes, your artists that yeah. you love, hmm. that you've listened to for X amount of years, and then from a business standpoint, you grow that way. And you just do all of these things. And the bands that I get to work with, thankfully, have all been super easy to work with, super excellent. I mean, we only had to go through like management for mm-hmm. one collaboration. And that was like so simple because the management comes from again from like, a punk DIY background. Yeah. yeah. They, they got it. So to work with you know like the cave in collaboration was was yeah. absolutely excellent and mm-hmm. you know getting to do stuff with defeater and just, uh, uh, just anything any any brand or band collaboration is yeah. true it's i keep going back to joy but like it mm-hmm. it really is what it is you know I, i'm so it makes me so happy to be able to do those things and it's it's also a mental challenge because you're balancing business design, emotions all of these yeah. things are in there. And it's not just Fuzz Roche is doing it. Like there's mm, other yeah. people involved. So it's, it's great.
0: Do you find as well, like bringing in these outside people, especially artists, like are they, do they bring you ideas where you're like, oh, okay, like I haven't thought of that. Or they bring you a problem where it makes you think of a solution that you maybe hadn't thought of before.
2: Absolutely. Um it must be so, inspiring yeah, in that way. It is. And it's, the uh the most recent collaboration that we did, it's it was called Cosmic Bull Shark. It was with our mm-hmm. a local brewery. Um and Kevin Day, uh, who plays in a, a brand new excellent band called Earth, E-R-R-T-H. Um mm-hmm. He uh we grew up together. Uh, our our old ska bands used to play together. And uh okay. so he, he works <laughs> he works in like artists and like logistics stuff there. And uh we got to this this collaboration. last year the collaboration was like Take on the Jordan tone fuzz that we we developed, and he had said at the end of that when he's like, "Man, is like I'd really love to do a chorus like we can do that kind of Nirvana distortion chorus sound." I'm like, "Dude," I was like, "One, that's too expensive, and two, it's out of my wheelhouse. Like, it's mm-hmm. just that's not it's not the kind of stuff I do." It took like six months of me kind of like just thinking about it and being like, "You know what? I should just we should do this. Like, we should we should rise mm-hmm. to this challenge." I contacted Nick from Dunwich to help me design the chorus part of this, and we figured out a way to do it that like makes it still feel ferocious. And then we brought Kevin in for the collaboration to do the the from the brewery side of it, and it took me out of my comfort zone. You know, you're, I'm handing off responsibility of designing part of the sonic part of a circuit to another designer, mm. and there's a huge amount of trust that's there. And it's luckily Nick and I have had a great relationship all these years to be able to do something like that. But that would be like a huge thing where like I have to be able to say I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And then say, okay, help me do this. All right. Now here's what I can add to this. Now we can put this thing together. Um and then like even like with like the band stuff, you know, like the bomb ripper one that we do, those those prototypes typically go back and forth like five six seven times where we're mm-hmm. like rethinking what to do and if for i'm gonna say it's for other builders and stuff out there if you're not ready to you know to not have it work the first time if you're if you're not ready for like a year of back and forth of like designing something yeah. don't do it but like it's awesome when you can have something go back and forth seven times across the country then you have that thing that's like this is perfect yeah then you know it's 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 awesome but these these collaborations it's it's the best thing that we get to do
0: that's awesome and i Mm. feel like they like even just like building on what you said like they often do bring these new ideas i found like and with other other seeing collaborations all around like the pedal community like you find that you get these like new ideas popping up from them. And it's always really exciting to see the different combinations of people that end up working together. Yeah.
1: Mm, so the benefit of having that community, I think it is super interesting. I, I find it quite uh interesting how you're talking about uh, the, the cosmic bull shark and sort of like dipping your toe into that field of modulation for the first time, but you have released a few bits of sort of modulation uh ideas like feel like they're like really interesting ideas for modulation as well like the uh i'm gonna try i feel like I, this is going to be difficult to pronounce but they're the tyrannic chorus, right we're yeah. we going that yeah. way yep yeah. yeah. um i mean that's a really cool like i was just reading well when it, when it came out uh i was reading the the blurb and uh it just sat, seems like such an interesting concept to just put it on uh the the fuzz on on the wet side of stuff because that's there's there's parts that is
2: just affecting the wet side and the cosmic bull shark as well, right? Yeah. So Tyrannochorus was what started it. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's coming from and just looking at like I've never been a chorus person, like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like it on on like you know the police. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a there's you know there's there's a Deftones song that they use that Chi would use would use chorus on, yep. like really sparingly. Um, but seeing how important chorus became over the over the last two years i guess year and a half yeah uh in in even in the heavy community um yeah it was like let me see what i can do with this that would make me want to play a chorus so we, it went into this gated fuzz gated fuzz in the wet loop thing mm-hmm. and then just seeing how far we could push all of this and still you know how would The question is how would you make a chorus fuzzrocious? Or how would you for electric ocean, like how would you make a phaser fuzzrocious? And that's that's kind of the question that I always come back to is whenever I'm making something, is how how does this not just a chorus? Because you could go and get Julia from Walrus. Yeah. You you could go to you could go to Old Blood and grab a chorus. You could like you could do all of these things somewhere else, but most of these are all just are just choruses that are more modulated or less modulated, or they add some shimmer or they don't. If Fuzzrocious is going to do it, and you want people to go, oh well, I have a Julia. Why do I need yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Well, this is why. Like this is this is super weird. This is out there. This is loud. It's glitchy. It's noisy. You no, know, uh, that's where. It went. But Tyrannicore started first, and that was supposed to come out before. The cosmic bull shark and just the oh, way okay. timing worked out. Yeah. Like cosmic went first, and we're like, "All right, okay, cool. Let's let's see what we can do with this."
1: Yeah. And how's the reception been to that? To you know, because you, you, I mean, you, you're pulling away from that fuzz uh, zone, but it's still there. Like it's not. It's still corrupting those modulation pedals. It, is the reception been positive to sort of deviating from that?
2: I'll be I'll be completely honest. I wish I wish the reception was better. Um, okay. I think there's there's two factors is one i can blame like the algorithm for where we are now right so mm-hmm. nothing nothing gets seen you know it's no. even if when you sponsor it like i would love a way you know, to take able to speak to all of my like t- tell me it's a hundred dollars a month to talk to just my instagram followers yeah. Yeah. like sh- put it put it in every one of their feeds but that'll never happen um yeah. so it's i feel like i'm screaming at a wall with new releases of like we put out a thing here it is mm-hmm. and it yeah. just doesn't get seen um you can see that with like how many likes are on something or like views are on something it's like it's it's dismal um yeah. the second part is uh especially something like phaser not everyone needs a phaser and with a chorus definitely everybody does not need a chorus mm-hmm. so when you're when you're looking at your distortions your fuzzes your overdrives those are things that can make it onto so many more pedal boards, yeah. versus chorus. You know, like for most of my bands, I've never. Well, I mean, I've never needed a chorus. So, mm-hmm. I, I me as a consumer, I'm never going to buy a chorus. But I'm hoping yeah. now that, like, as we let these things go and I'm thinking more in the, like the long term thing with it, with mm-hmm. all of this, is we're going to keep making weird modulation and whatever else, and eventually, like, people are going to start to notice they're doing something different with modulation yeah. and we're still keeping true to the that fuzz piece the distortion piece there's some mm-hmm. kind of you know fuzz rushes piece to these things but yeah, yeah I, i'd like to see things move a bit more but it's just going to take more time for people to find it
0: and i feel like because i'm the same as you i was never a, like a chorus person when i play guitar but like i feel like with these newer more interesting takes on chorus. I think they're, like, to Chorus are more aimed at, like, people like us who would mm-hmm. maybe ignore a chorus pedal usually, but, like, I think that is a new... It feels like a newer trend of, like, interesting modulation, if you see what yeah. I mean. Like, and I think it's going like, to grow, and I think more people are going to be interested. Uh, the thing that grabbed me most with it was that it had a foot switch on the top of the enclosure. Like, I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <It laughs> As someone who stamps the shit out of their pedals like that. <laughs> That really, uh, yeah, uh, appeals to me.
2: Thank you. It's uh, I, I worked my ass off to figure out how to fit this in here. I'm like, (laughs) because it's you know, without having to go up to. I mean, like, there's a plan to do like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So like, we'll do the the 1790 bigger one with like more stuff broken out, all that extra Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, how do you get more into this normal like this normal size thing of like yeah out, you know without having a million knobs and all this stuff and uh the being able to send the chorus rate full on and just let things stutter out and and yeah. sounds like fluttery it's like you're gonna get people that are gonna say well i wanted to turn the fuzz off and like well uh, you know i wanted it on a foot switch You know, like I don't want fuzz on all the time, so it's like, okay, well, we can open our market to people who just want to use the chorus piece of this, and then that that little fluttering chorus rate thing, it it was just too good to not put on. So like Mm -hmm. my only like irk with it, is like when I have it in the enclosure, I have to kind of angle it down like you know 15 degrees, so it doesn't like so I can access it and all that stuff with with uh, with the jacks and all that in there. It irks me that it's like not perfect, <laughs> like perfectly yeah. like ninety degrees. Yeah. But other than that, like it's awesome because it just it sits up above the knobs that we that we have. Yeah. So oh, it just kind of works out awesome. Yeah, like mm. it knobs will the knobs will sit just below. So even when you depress, it's not going to be crushing mm. your your, yeah. your knobs. Uh, so it all works out. We were we were talking with with uh with with some a foot switch topping topper company at Kicksmith uh about getting like a topper for it but we just couldn't get the size right um all that stuff but we'll figure out something with them later
0: yeah because i guess it's like you were saying about it's finding the space but then also like you all your pedals have great artworks and it's like well you don't want to have something covering that up or taking up Mm -hmm. real estate where you could have because artwork is obviously important and uh yeah I, i can see that being difficult to work out i think the moment they're like momentary crazy switches are also like it's a big selling point for me on pedals i don't know if it feels like a it feels like a very current thing i'm thinking of like dust and rust and stuff like that dude uh,
2: those yeah, they're crazy he's doing we're talking about a deep space right yeah right. so like Plint is doing wild stuff i was just talking i can't remember who i was just talking with but we were talking about the pedal it's like he's doing all kinds of stuff like around simple chips and just like do again it's it's it falls in line with with us in Dwarfcraft and whatever it's like yeah how, how far can you push a delay chip how far can you push an op amp like how mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh dust and rust uh are freaking awesome <laughs> i yeah. wish i played more music so i could i could have like a need for gear like this
0: <laughs> what i found funny with that one as well is like i feel like when because they they haven't been around for very long. Those pedals, I don't think, and I feel like I was seeing them on my clients' pedal boards. Like I was like, I'm sure he's only made like fifty of these or a hundred of these at that mm. point. And I was like, and I've seen three of them like out in the wild. Like I was like, this is crazy. Like that's how it could like spread like that. But I think yeah, the the momentary foot switch, crazy button for me anyway. I feel like is very cool and very welcome on all pedals especially modulation mm.
2: i mean uh was it line six did it first with the insane the insane knobs yeah right? like <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all just we're all just biting off the of line six if you get down to it
0: <laughs> i love everyone like memes the insane mode but yeah it, it's it's fucking awesome like, <laughs> yeah. as a reason people talk about it all the time
2: <laughs> mm. you guys remember there was so this this is going back to like have been like 2001, 2002, something in there, but Line Six had it was like their first big like modeling like uh, just uh, just amp, not like not the amp cab combo. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. There was like it was like ten or eleven effects on there. There was like a rotary effect and like whatever. Do you remember this thing? It was like big and red.
0: It like it was that bright
2: red. It like lit up.
0: Not like pods, kind of thing.
2: It was like the pod, but like a big ass amp. Okay, Um, yeah. Our, our guitar player from my old like screamo band. He had it. Cause they like, he had like a Marshall and then he had like a digital Marshall. And then it was like the first thing. And it was like, look at all these crazy sounds. I can get <laughs> uh, I definitely there. I don't think there was an insane, an insane rotary switch on that, but, Damn. but that, that thing was awesome. Cause it was, it just makes me like, I, every time I see line six, like the pod or anything else, it makes me yeah. think of like that era of like the first, like big, like digital amp. Yeah.
1: Mm. I was just going to say Line 6 were kind of at the forefront of that as much as they did just get absolutely sort of decimated on forums and stuff they sort of like pioneered that that side of things I don't think I ever sort of saw any of that because they did have higher end stuff as well right at at some point there was like yeah, yeah. was there like a higher end I don't know if they took the spider bit off of the, uh, the name once it <laughs> got more expensive I guess that sort of turned into a dirty word but because like I think the perception of those sorts of things like the multi-effects and digital amps and stuff has shifted drastically uh, since those days and like like you hear some uh, sort of amp modelers uh just plugins now and it's like you wouldn't even realize that it was a modeled amp it's it's so it's so wild how that shifted in not really that that much time really it's it's all drastic yeah
0: only the last even like six months where i've started going like okay i could fuck with this like this yeah, is the yeah i would like actually play not i'll actually just like, accept it yeah not just like oh that's pretty cool but i'm still you know i'm still going to use my 100 watt amp or whatever now i'm like okay maybe maybe i can make yeah. this work
2: <laughs> i mean how, how many bands do we see live that are just essentially pushing it to front of house
0: yeah like,
2: or they're running everything out and like it's definitely weird to be on that stage and not feel the volume that's got to be strange nine times out of 10, you really can't tell that they're no. modeling this or they're modeling that. Or I mean, even like going to back to like to cave in, we're using those quilter blocks.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, you can't tell the freaking difference. Like I really can't tell the difference no. with, whether they whether no. it was a Marshall, a Marshall, a son or, or the quilter. And it's like, you hate, you hate to say like, maybe I don't need an amp. Like <laughs> you can, yeah. you can really yeah. show up. And now, and like, if you're playing at a place that has a decent front of house, like, everything can go there Mm -hmm. it sucks but it like it kind of doesn't suck
1: no i mean it's totally a guitarist thing as well to be hung up on the fact that like it's never going to look as cool as it playing like (laughs) through something that's on the floor running to a pa it's not you know it's not going to feel the same as like hitting a big fat chord in front of a stack it's like there is just something to that that just feels
0: correct um i think it's like an economical thing like yeah uh, I'm thinking of people that I know who have recently switched. Like my friends in Pool Kids just switched to full Helix setups because they were on tour mm. and flying, flying a lot and traveling a lot, and they were touring with Marshalls and stuff. And they just they switched. They're still using cabs, I think, but like, you know, I think feel, feel like if you're on the road six months a year or whatever, it just makes a lot of sense at the moment. Absolutely. Um, Conjurer as well. Conjurer a full quad cortex now.
1: I can't. I can't help but feel like that's gonna. There's going to be some sort of pushback, and hopefully it'll be in the analog pedal world. You know, I mean, that just doesn't seem to want to go away, does it? It's they always come in- back. Yeah, it's always going to come back. Doesn't matter how good it gets, people will get curious.
2: How, how many? Yeah. How many people are playing fractals and whatever else, but still have a couple like essential pedals? Yeah, to do a yeah, very yeah. specific thing in front or whatever. It's gonna happen. Like, yeah, you always, yeah. You'll, you'll always come back.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, and like on Brady from Condra's board, he had like in the Quad Cortex and a HM2. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yep, it's not going. <laughs> no, and I guess that's like the you must have seen the pedal landscape drastically change over the 15 years that Fosros has been going. Like trends yeah. coming and going, and like, is there anything that like super stands out to you of?
2: There's definitely waves, right? So, like, we, we got in, so that was 2008 we started making, you know, those kit pedals and stuff. So, again, like, mm-hmm. it was us and Zvex as the only hand-painted stuff on the market. And I think it wasn't really till like, what, the early Jam stuff, I think, was hand-painted, right? Or was it... Mm-hmm. I think some of it was hand-painted. That. Yeah. So, like, the gap between us and Zvex to where Jam comes in is a very long time. Yeah there's like sm- really small things here and there but like not in terms of uh like where the brands were in i'm using the words in quotes like success i don't, I don't we're not yeah. we're not we're not successful uh, <laughs> um but you know y- you see saw the 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 big boom of like after like when we started getting very popular um so in those in those 2012 to 2015 era, where you see that huge boom of mm-hmm. all these brands starting to come up and be like moving quickly from we made three of this to we made thirty of this, you know, people doing bigger stuff in batches. Yeah. And then um, then you saw the impetus of the Spin fv one. Um, oh yeah. With with that coming in, and you seeing like you know your your mr blacks your keelys all of these guys working from the spin platform to start building these delays and reverbs that was was a huge thing for a couple of years mm-hmm. until that went out and then you started i think it was like shark and there was some other like arm stuff that people moved off of once they realized that there was more they can do not on the spin platform and then there was, I feel like there was like a little kind of kickback where we started to see more dirt distortion as things come out, yep. and now we're back up into this big digital modulation thing again, where people are big into like, what can we do with this delay? What can we do with with this chorus? Yeah, there's just these big these big crests and, and valleys where we where we see fuzzes in the forefront, and then delay is in the forefront, mm-hmm. and then reverb is in the forefront, and uh yeah it's it's you can you can look at at some of the companies and and see kind of like who got big around when and watch where those big peaks and valleys are
1: it's it's quite do you feel like there's been like pressure to sort of dive into that side of things because i'd say like your brand is kind of synonymous with like having like the analog offering uh i was just wondering about these these modulation pedals as well is that have you gone down the digital route for those or is it still going down the analog way of thinking? Um,
2: So I guess like, so technically, technically like the, the, the delay that we made a long time ago is called anomalies. Um, It's really gross. There's gross delay (laughs) Um, that. So while it's an analog pedal, the, the chip that's used is technically a digital delay yeah. or like the reverb the the brick that we build off of is a did it's a digital reverb yeah. so like but the only programming we've done was with the uh, we did a thing called knob john which which was oh yeah we used this the spin the spin chip for octave up and down digital and yeah. then we blended that with the analog monophonic octave da- octave up so you could you know blend in between those that's the mm-hmm. only thing that we've done and I have stopped we just we just killed it because especially with that 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 spin platform like you have to either go what low latency with your tracking uh so you like you want to get into that pog world where like it's pretty immediate Mm -hmm. then with the spin you sacrifice your tracking so like everything's kind of like a cent a half a cent off so it just becomes an effect rather than a module or um an octave an octaver um or you go for a high latency with great tracking but then you're hitting a note and then your octave is coming in after it yeah so like sucks and (laughs) uh we were i was gonna mess with it because you know with with these like spin kind of things like it's a platform so like all of this crap is all built into it so you can just program it out um i don't I don't like how it makes me feel working with it because I just, I truly don't understand it. And I don't have the time or want to start to learn all of that digital processing stuff. So not to say that we won't do that in the future. Would I work with somebody to design something that like, I want to make this thing help, help me make this. Uh, I'm not to say I won't do that in the future. I'm open to it. It's just something I don't, I don't see that on any horizon just yet. But um it feels pretty natural to me with, like, again, like the chorus, you know, the, uh, our old delay, like all those things, the reverb, they're tech, they're technically digital, mm-hmm. but it still feels analog because everything we're doing around it is still analog.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah.
2: It's, I think it's, for me, it's, it's comfortability. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like, if, if I'm going to do this, I have to like what I'm doing. So I better freaking feel comfortable what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> I mean, if that's the way that you think, then it's, it, it pays to sort of uh, work within the the confines of what's comfortable for you in that, in that sense, I guess it's, um, I mean, it, it, it does just seem like quite a sort of vast landscape at the minute of uh, digital stuff. Like so much is coming out now that is, uh, I mean, have they moved past the FV1 chip now? Like it's still, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's still, still being used, but still being used, but it's old people school. People are using other, other platforms yeah. now. Um, I, I know for a fact, you know, blood and, and uh and mr mm-hmm. black are, are both on different platforms
1: oh, okay i'm, yeah.
2: I'm certain keely chase bliss obviously is not using it like yeah it's people have moved on because you've got people who are being digital programmers who can figure mm-hmm. out whatever the new thing is
0: yeah going from what you were saying about delay i wanted to bring up the uh the death whistle pedal that you did yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was like especially <laughs> with the uh like the it was with a hot sauce right and the actual yeah. an actual whistle came with it that's, as well how did that yeah. how did that pedal come back Cause it's such an <sighs> intro and it's a it's a vocal pedal too right am i yeah, right yeah yeah yes. yes
2: yeah vocal or or hand yeah
0: that's like a, such an interesting I've, I've, like i think vocal pedals are really exciting there's like obviously the old blood more and the death by audio do the delay as well but like yeah. could you tell us a bit about this one
2: yeah so uh it, actually, so wow! Like this, this year will be the first year we haven't collaborated with Electrophysis yet. Okay. Electrophysis are friends of ours from from um, from Long Island in Queens, mm-hmm. and uh, we met at a Nam, and just like just easily hit it off. Um, and we're just like, wow, we need to, like do stuff together. So uh, and like our families, we'll vacation together and stuff. Like it's it's like that. It's, it goes that <laughs> deep. Um, so. We we started we started with some other collaborations and they're always into doing things in the more device world, not effect pedal world. Yeah. So how do we combine those two things? And they were talking about they used to have this old like squawk box, uh you know, like uh sort of like like the uh I don't even know what the hell it's called, but it's like the squawk box like a police officer would like yeah, like, you like, a know, like radio like, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had something like that. It was, I think it was called the strangulator. uh, perfect name yeah yeah so they 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 hadn't made that in a really long time people were asking them and they're like nah 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 Mm -hmm. and we had the that anomalies delay and i was like oh like what if we take your strangulator and we'll feed that into the delay i was like and then we can do all the time warp stuff with with that i was like it'll screw up like that would go either four times as fast or four times as slow you'd be like hi i'm like (laughs) (laughs) you know and then you would like kick it back out and it would speed back up i'm like Let's do that. And uh so they're they're always connecting these devices to lots of times like something something like primitive or or just hasn't been used in a long time. So they were like, Yeah, like what if we did this this Aztec death whistle? And I was mm-hmm. like, Great. I was like, we could do we could do this strangulator, you know, vocal effect thing yeah. with the delay. We could and we can have our whistle and we can do that so you can still sing and scream and do whatever you want to do into it tap on it like but then we have this death whistle that's like kitschy so it adds to the to the fun factor of it um and then you know there there was a guy that approached us uh for a complete goner sauce to do to do the hot sauce and we're like great we'll just pair all this stuff together and make it one big package i think electrofaust still has like Five or seven of those still in stock mm. on their site. So we, we're, we got to do a push for that. I'll yeah, one up. Is the thing. It's <laughs> it, the thing is awesome. Like, and it was, it was great to see what people did with it right off the bat. But like, even like me and my buddy Paul, like making the demo for it, we each took different routes to do different things with it. The, the thing is, I'm looking at it right now. It's awesome. I like to look at it and I love pulling that thing out to go screw around and manipulate.
0: Mm. Well, the artwork's beautiful as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's that. That's that's Eric from from Electrophysis. He's he's awesome with that stuff.
0: Mm. Yeah, damn. Yeah, now I'm just staring at the artwork as well. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's really good. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. But um, people should Mm. definitely go buy that if because you're sold (laughs) out of them, aren't you? It's not like a production pedal.
2: Yeah, we we would we were definitely talking about we would make this a full thing that we were going to do all the time. If people were like crazy about it, I bet people get like, if we, if we pop those videos, maybe a few people would see it again and go for it. But yeah, we would, we'd love to be able to like just permanently make something together. Um, you know, we'll build build them in batches of XML, yeah. but yeah I, yeah, I love working with, with those guys. Any, anything that they want to do together, like they just put out this, this, uh, Oh my God, I forget what it's like. It's like a big like a boom stick a boomstick kind of oh, thing. I saw that. Yeah. And we, they were prototyping that when we, when we were together last summer. We were like, mm. we were calling it the, the, the production name we we're called was Tube Plumbers. <laughs> like, mm. really baked, really baked. Yeah. But like, talk, talking about like Mario <laughs> Brothers okay, with yeah. this big tube and like, there's like a whole story about it. But uh, it, what they have now is not what we were coming up with then. It's amazing to see like where the, where the ideas are going. I just, I love the way their brains work. And, uh, and i just like being around them as people so it's anytime you can collab again go back to collaboration yeah, yeah. Are, it's like the, those are the best things we get to do
1: yeah it seems I, like it's been a real uh sort of uh what's the word it's been a real sort of strong theme that's like pulled itself through a, through a lot of the stuff that fuzz rocious has done it's i mean i i, I definitely think it it's comes from like uh playing in punk and hardcore bands it, you sort of have that imprinted on you that that is the way like working in a community just makes life more interesting like you get more cool stuff
2: does does it's it, 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 it the diy like our punk and hardcore community the pedal community the craft beer community are all three yeah. things that like are super similar they, they operate yeah. in such so, so the same space
0: a common theme for for, uh, whether we've spoken to all of our like guests on the podcast about it just like the recurring community DIY feel is like the best part of all of this I feel like from all from like consumers to builders to musicians like it all just yeah it's it's my favorite part of it is the people I get to meet and people meeting people who are obsessed with these fucking weird things as I am it's like (laughs) yeah. yeah it's great where uh, where do you see fuzz rocious going next what's is there anything you can uh, tell us or anything you want to push
2: so i mean in terms of like where the brand is going and stuff it's i am ever since covid i've i've slowed i've made myself slow down so like right. when, I, when i say like oh like you know modulation stuff doesn't sell as crazy as, as like the fuzz pedals or whatever else i am I'm in, a, I'm in a really good space right now. Of because mm-hmm. I, I, I do uh my other my my other gig is is I'm a, a, a essentially a full time volleyball coach oh, cool. um, for like you know adults, but mostly like you know high school and middle school age kids. And that's mm-hmm. my, I teach my my kids as well. So uh, I think I'd be a lot crazier if I if I was just doing Fuzzerosus. Like I'm still running this full time, but I also have that to like kind of help me out with with the income as well as like mentally my mental space with it. Um, mm-hmm. I like this balance that I have in my life where I sit down and make pedals and that's when I make pedals and I go out the door and I'm going to play beach volleyball for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, you know, I go to, go to coach volleyball in the morning and then I spend my afternoon making pedals. Like this balance is really nice. And I, I, that's something I want to be able to keep in my life so that mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not grinding 24 seven and sitting in yeah. front of the TV, like, you know, populating boards and running back. And it, it's, that's mm-hmm. too much. I don't. That's not healthy. Um, So I do want to be able to to be able to keep that balance of both of these things. Um, I know that I want to continue, obviously, doing the 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 band and brand collaborations. I think that's 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 a true love. So not a lot's really going to change in terms of that. Just I need to make more pedals. Like I know we our little fella, our overdrive distortion has done like bonkers numbers. It's it's great Mm -hmm. for us and. Uh we we took when that came in we phased the demon and demon king out of the line. So we want to do a fella in like a large you know, the medium sized version mm-hmm. and then like a big fella to have mm-hmm. a really broken out, like expanded version. Yeah. So that's like that's the thing we want to do kind of towards the end of the year. Uh cicada fuzz, cicada fuzz is coming out. Um like oh, probably nice. today or tomorrow. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the, the pre-order up for that. We just make 17 cool. of them the year. Um but that's that's kind of it, man. Like that, that kind of takes us out to the end of the year. I'll will see what, what other things kind of happen. But uh, yeah, I don't. It's like ugh, we started a TikTok. Uh, <laughs> that's that's that's, oh, yeah. that's the other thing. Uh, so we did a thing. Uh, it's it's called Fuzz Row Riffs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's the TikTok is literally I just get on there. Uh, yeah. I follow I follow Guy Fieri and Vin Diesel. I'm not following <laughs> anybody else. Perfect.
0: Uh, Who else do you need?
2: <laughs> yeah. Nobody. It's like, but like all the all like bands are following us or like our friends' brands. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna follow like you. <laughs> like, uh, but it's like, so we're just we're just putting up these like one like one minute videos that are that are on there and they're it's just a demo of yeah. the pedal with like a riff. It's like that's like the future of of it'll do its own thing. Uh yeah. I'm just gonna keep making pedals. Uh I don't wanna change much. Not because I don't want to change, but just because it feels right to operate things a humble standpoint mm-hmm. I, don't need, I don't need to be trying to sell a thousand pedals i don't need to be making a hundred pedals at a time I just want to make some things and put some things out and if people like it it's awesome and if mm-hmm. they don't then i'll just shrug my shoulders and move on to the next thing
0: well, That's the having that healthy balance is like yeah i feel like the goal for everything like in any so important anytime you turn you have your passion as also your job Like you say, being able to leave, go out the door, and just reset—that's that's that's, what. Yeah, that's great.
2: Yeah, it's. I I said this a few times before, but it's like of all the negatives that happened during our COVID times, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think the 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 biggest biggest takeaway that happened was being able to like focus in on our immediate family and you know take care of each other and that, and to learn how to slow the fuck down. Yeah, like why are we doing shit that sucks? Why are we doing shit that doesn't f- make you feel good or help other people feel good? Screw that. Like just e- even if you're making less money, that doesn't matter as long as you're happy mm-hmm. and, the, and you're making other people happy. So yeah, just want to keep that going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that and I personally I found that I it forced me to be at home and I was kind of like I really like being at home. <laughs> like, yeah. Why am I, oh yeah, why yeah. Am I, why am I never at home?
2: <laughs> mm. this, you mean this place that you're paying like you know two thousand yeah. dollars in rent, yeah. <laughs> or a freaking or a mortgage that's more than that? Like, it's, it's it's the idea of like like we don't have cable TV or anything. Like, why am I paying for something that's just playing shows on a thousand channels that I'm never gonna watch? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't be here to watch it. Also, if I'm gonna be in my home, screw it. I'm gonna go work from home. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm living in the space that I'm paying for. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It was very, very uh, interesting time. I think for... it
1: shifted a lot of people's <laughs> yeah. perspectives on things. Oh, Stuff yeah. that you just yeah. didn't even appreciate before, and then having time, I think, just ha- people having time to themselves, like, made them realise how much of your life you like give away to to, to work. And yeah, it's yeah. it is definitely a. Uh, significant eye-opener i think for a lot of people but well, it was for me at least
0: <laughs> i quit yeah, my job sure. cool i mean that that feels like a good place to wrap up thank you so much for yeah yeah, uh, yeah being on here. And, um, where can people find you where's the best place up outside of tiktok
2: uh but, yeah find us on tiktok like subscribe <laughs> to uh mm-hmm. okay. smash that like button um uh yeah fuzzrocious pedals.com that's 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 the main spot and then you can jump off it's like on on every other social media platform it's like at fuzzrocious or if you're on tiktok it's (laughs) uh at fuzzro riffs but uh nice yeah yeah fuzzrocious pedals.com come see what we're we're doing check out like we have a great 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 dealer network um so you can if you if you don't want to wait for something hand-painted or we don't have what you want you know whatever like special colorways with our dealers and stuff that we do, uh, which is always super fun. So, yeah, just go go. I knew support support the dealers, support your stores. Buy 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 new at your stores and, and support them because every every dealer right now needs need they need your support.
0: Hell yeah! And look out for Fuzz Roche's pedal board at the Chicago Music Exchange yes. pedal expo in August. Mm. If this comes out before then. Try to try to figure yeah. out if I'll
2: if, I'll, if I'll send the inflatable Dino costume out for for Paul oh, to wear all Definitely, yeah. That yeah, that <sighs> video
0: was so good. <laughs> just ridiculous. ridiculous. I was like, oh, like Andy's done a demo, Emily's done a demo, amazing. <laughs> I'll queue
2: those up. Oh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, let's just lean in. If we were smarter, yeah. we would we would have sent the costume out to each of the reviewers. But oh, next time.
0: You gotta get it on the thing. That's surely that's gotta go on the. That's so TikTok.
2: TikTok. Dude, there's 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 one of those dino costumes, and it's it's different than the one that we had—the big inflatable one. It's one that like you put it over your shoulder, so it looks like you're like a cowboy riding on the back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, like that's the one that like Andy and and, and uh, Emily would have would have just just absolutely crushed.
0: Now I just want to see Andy wearing a dino costume.
2: Oh my God, like, would it was oh. so good. <laughs>